evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast, episode 124. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge. Actually, no, we're not in the lounge. We're on location. We are at Monco, Montgomery County Community College. I did a guest class, guest speaker class tonight with my former professor, Yaniv. Uh, he was my screenplay writer who was on a few podcast episodes back, maybe like 20 or so. And uh, he invited me in tonight to talk with some of his uh, students. And I've met with him, and we're all sitting here together. Uh, I'm going to go around the table real quick. If you guys just want to introduce yourself, tell me a little bit maybe about yourself, what you like, you know what I mean, what you want to do, how you want to take over the world. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm Dave. Hi, Dave. Talking a little too loud. No, uh, I'm looking into, I'm more interested in writing, and uh, I'd like to break out into writing and then mm-hmm. production, learn, learn the bare bones skills to get into the industry. Nice. What's up, y'all? I'm David. I'm David Rowe, and I am a student at Montgomery County Community College, and I am a big fan of horror movies. I love horror movies, like gore, eating, cannibalism, all of it. And I'm going to major, you know, and becoming a doctor. I love it, man. I love the gore detail, and then, bam, I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> I can help somebody. I'm Steve Peel. I'm a sound recording technology major here at Montco. And I'm just perpetually wandering through life. So you must also admire my, my blue Yeti USB I do, mic, I right? do. It's an excellent rig, man. It's, you know, it's what, what you got. Welcome. Hi, everybody. My name is Mark Johnson. Um, most of you guys know me as an actor. You know me as Showtime. Um, I'm here as a film major here at Monco. And uh, I'm a filmmaker as well, um, writer, producer, and uh diving into special effects right now so you know um yeah uh we're here in class and we're talking about um horror movies i love horror movies um having been able to catch up on a lot of them lately but i'm a big fan of it and i'm I'm looking forward to talking to you guys hi i'm emily i'm going to monco for public relations um, I'm a big fan of horror movies as well, so you can make the movie and I'll get it out there and make it look good for you. I'm Jenna. I'm just liberal studies right now at Monco because I can't decide what I want my major to be. Um, I like any, everything in the communications area, so I'm just trying to figure out what exactly I want to do. But at one point I was a film major, so I do love films, um, specifically indie films, but I love all kinds of films. Hi, I'm Eustace. Um, I'm 24 years old. I'm returning to school after working a few years freelance in Philadelphia as a um, graphic designer. Um, I also paint, did an artist in residency. Um, looking forward to talking about some horror movies. <laughs> nice. At least, but not least. Uh, Yanni Berenson. I am the professor here, the expert. Um, and I'm honored to be back on the podcast. Excellent. Okay, so here we are in this uh, state-of-the-art classroom. Monco is definitely putting out some extra dollars these days. When I was here, they had, you know, desks that were, like, from, like, a, an old, I guess, like, you know, Catholic school. So it's an honor to be in this room as well. Today's subject, we're talking about the greatest horror movie in the world. And what we've done is we've gotten to two different groups, and we've made a long list. And from this long list, we're going to pull two and argue who has the best horror film. So I guess we'll go with the fellows over here first. Um, they've gone through the list, and they've come to a decision. We'll hear what they think. So we came to the consensus that The Thing, John Carpenter's 1982 masterpiece, 
is probably one of the scariest, if not the single scariest movie of all time. It's also extremely significant. Uh, it covers, uh, it's about a shape-shifting alien infiltrating a remote Arctic outpost manned by some scientists. Uh, effectively, it's a remake of uh, an earlier film from 1951 titled The Thing from Out Another World. It differs significantly, though, in, uh, in its thematic content. The original is sort of a honky-dory uh, drive-in movie flick, you know, where uh, mm-hmm. in, ki- in kind of the, uh, the tradition of H.G. Wells, a group of people comes together to fight a common enemy that came from outer space and everything's good in the end. But uh, Carpenter really flipped that on, the, on his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, this group of scientists is really torn apart by the fear, insecure, insecurity, and paranoia of not knowing what's human and what's uh, what's an invader. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Like uh, it was innovative in that a lot of the things that are really really scary in the film come from your own confusion, your own uh, what you're unsure of. Yeah. Not Why do you guys think that like works so well? Like when you don't really know what's going on. Uh, I think it might have to do with the rest of the horror movies at the time. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, when you think about it, there was a lot of slashers in the time, but I can't really think of any other psychological horrors other than The Shining that can really compete with the kind of mind games that it would play with the audience in trying to figure out the truth of the movie and then the ending as well. Yeah, because it's a really crazy ending. and I mean, I remember the poster and just being blown away by the poster and being like, this is... I've never seen anything like that before. I mean... Even that image today, like on a T-shirt, you know, still stands. And that's 1982, right? Yeah. 1982, yeah. And they did this, like, uh, it's definitely not on location. This is on a set, right? There's no way they could have filmed. Yeah, they Yeah, they, <laughs> you imagine that they did, though? I'm surprised. That, have they remade the thing again? Yeah, yeah 2011. Yeah, 2011. Is it any good? I didn't see that one. I like uh, that one. The ratings weren't so good. I, right. I saw, like, mm-hmm. a little bit of it on TV. Yeah, nothing to brag like, about. I mean, it, it's not as good as the 1982 one. Yeah. Um, most films, most of the time when they make the first one, it's more so of a classic. Yeah. Uh, because it's the first time it's ever written. It's the first time everybody's ever seen it. You know, when you're doing remakes sometimes, you kind of copy the first one again mm-hmm. without really giving people something that they could be scared of uh, or something different. You know, everybody's always looking for something different. Yeah, what's up with remakes, like, in general? You know what I mean? Like, why, why do it? And, like, we just get so much of it. Like, I remember when they made the, like, the Total Recall the film with uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yeah. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, the day that I stop, well, I will never stop writing, but I mean, like, when they remake Jaws, like, I am just going to lose it. You know what I mean? Like, how could you possibly, possibly remake that? And they will. They will. Because, you know sometimes what I mean? remakes are good, sometimes they're not. Like, Give me an example. Like, like okay, um, 1998 Psycho. Okay. That one was good. It was just like the one in 1960. But, you are you know, talking about the, are you talking about the one with uh, okay yeah yeah okay I see what you're saying with uh, there's the one too with Vince Vaughn uh, Vince Vaughn yeah and that no. one's creepy too yeah no, that's um, Gus Vince Vaughn he played in the one in ninety eight ninety eight um, Anthony uh, Anthony Perkins, Perkins and Janet Lee they played in nineteen sixty one the only difference is of course that was in nineteen sixty and it was in black and white yeah. because Alfred Hitchcock he wanted to um, make the film under a hundred dollars so that was kind of big. Did he really make then. that for under 100 bucks? Well, he wanted to. He wanted to make it the cheapest film ever, but, yeah. you know, because he wasn't really sure it was going to do too well, mm-hmm. you know, especially the kind of storyline that he was going with, but mm-hmm. it actually did do well, and you see they made a remake in 98, which 
you know, it was pretty much copying from 1960, but it added color to it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen Base Motel? Yes. Anybody I, watching it? Yes. I, I, I gave up on it. Anybody over here watch Base Motel? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to give up on it, but I couldn't. I yes. had to finish it, like, once I started Is it over? Uh, I think there's another season coming out. Because I like uh, Vera Farmiga. She's a really yeah. good actress. And yeah. I watched the first season, but then, like, I was just like, man. Well, like, the last yeah. season, season five, is coming out next It comes uh, out next year in uh, March 2017. Yeah. It's going to be the final season of, you know, how everything, you know, translates into the movie. You know, it's, um, season one was kind of where that, it yeah. all started. And then season five is going to, you know, lead into the where the movie, you know. Is that brother up. still alive? Well, yes, the brother's still alive, but and he kind of went off and did his own thing now. Yeah, that so. was like one of the things I was like, he's got a brother? Like, why has he got a brother, you know? But um, but I think it's nice to see how Norman Bates, you know, where his mindset was from mm-hmm. the beginning and see, you know, how he became so crazy or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, him and his mother just kind of had like a great relationship, but it's a little, you know, too great. You know, it's nothing wrong yeah. with being close to your mother. Did it, but get, did it get a little... Uh, like, you know, like, well, you know, um, you know, there's a little, you know, incest thing going like, on yeah. there, but like it's, you know, kind of creepy when you know you're all 18 years old, still sleeping in the bed with your mother, yeah. and you know you're touching her in a way and stuff like that. That's just oh, we really went that deep, huh? So yeah. I see. I, I think a lot of times when they make a TV show, it's like when they make a show about uh, like a movie that's already established, and you know how it ends, right? You know what I mean? like. But I think it's even creepier when you actually want to be your mother. When a man yeah, wants that's to be creepy. a man, then you start dressing her clothes, and then you actually start acting like her. Like you, you know, yeah, thinking yeah. like her, yeah. speaking like her, and that's just that's a little dark. creepy. So. I mean, I have a great relationship with my mother, but I don't want to be <laughs> like her. You know, I don't dress like her. And I don't even sleep in the same bed with my mother. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just a little strange. So. Um, that makes me think of uh, Buffalo Bill from uh, Sounds of the Lambs. Maybe... Yeah, Buffalo Bill, that was, he a definitely little, was you know, he, it's just a little creepy how Buffalo Bill like wants to take in and actually skin females and actually wear their skin. And Yeah, he's great. Him. That, that yeah. movie's great, though. I'm surprised, but that wouldn't really be considered horror, right? That's more, I guess, drama. Thriller? Thriller. Well, actually, thriller. Hannibal and Silence of the Lambs, those were great films. Yeah, they yeah. were. So. Yeah. Silence of like the Lambs is highly rewatchable. I mean, you yeah, can I watch that. I think Silence of the Lambs is better than the one in the one Hannibal. Hannibal is kind yeah. of like the sequel of Silence should, of the Lambs. You can't make Hannibal without, you know, right. Jodie Foster. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I hate when they do that stuff. You know what I mean? But, uh... So, and what I don't like yeah. about when they do sequels is how they put, like... You see how Silence of the Lambs, they had Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins, which was great. Mm-hmm. But, see, for the sequel, they had Anthony Hopkins and Julianne Moore yeah, which playing totally Clarice. Good. And, mm-hmm. basically, who I think is Clarice Starlin is Jodie Foster. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. But she, you know... And they offered her a lot of money to come yeah. back for that, and she said no, because the script was kind of kind of weak in a way. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? Like, like, I was excited about seeing Hannibal. I remember it came out 2001. I was excited about seeing it, but it kind of was thrown off a little I bit. Same thing. I saw Hannibal Rising, too, and I was just like, man. Well, Hannibal man. Rising, that's just, it's yeah. just a waste of time. A waste I mean, of time. Seriously. Big time. You're like, why am I even watching this? You know, yeah. but... Um, you ever see the Red Dragon? That's kind of yeah, like yeah. before. No, I, did you ever see, uh, if we're on the silence tip, and this is what we do on the Bobcast, we just sometimes go off on tangents, and that's fine. Um, uh, so this Red Dragon, but before Red Dragon in the 80s, oh, that's Manhunter. Manhunter. Yep, I yeah. saw that one too. That was kind of like the, He was really, creepy, really, man, yeah. that guy. That was supposed to be Hannibal Lecter, but I think um, they had, in Manhunter in 1987, that's when it came out, uh, they had another guy play Hannibal Lecter, but Anthony Hopkins kind of really just yeah. did it away. Yeah, that's did, Hannibal yeah. Lecter that's right Hannibal there. Lecter, yeah. Yeah. So. so I'm saying, if you're like Anthony Hopkins, watch Like West Ted Levine, that's Buffalo <laughs> Bill. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he was so good. I mean, that his voice, 
the acting and like you know just the way he moves too it's just so creepy you know like especially that closing sequence too in the in the pitch darkness uh, any closing thoughts on the thing you guys spoke your piece on that we're gonna go over here to this next group we're gonna find out which film they enjoy who wants to take it As a group, we chose uh, we chose Blair Witch Project actually oh, as okay. our as our movie of choice. I'm in. Not, yeah, I'm not, in. Not, nece- not necessarily for quality of film, but mm-hmm. for its like impact on the horror film genre over the past almost two decades now. Yeah, you know, it kind of solidified a, a certain type of genre of film. It's called uh, POV or um, found for- found footage horror that. Um, wasn't really respected before 1999. It wasn't at all. Yeah. You know, um, it kind of set things in motion too. Mm-hmm. Because after that, yeah. everyone started duplicating it. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to get on, you know, into that type of like genre. Yeah. But the film itself, I mean, I could talk. We could do a whole podcast on Blair Witch. You know, exactly. I mean, yeah. I love the film so much because it's so simple, and you really never see it. You know, mm-hmm. there's this like whole online rumor too, like where, you know, where she she's like, oh my god, what the fuck is that? And she starts running through the woods. If you pause the tape, you see the witch, like on the left. I think I remember hearing about and that. And I, I must have paused that. I, you know, I'd be sitting there like, pause, pause. I never That's saw like, it. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, please let me see this. But the film itself, though, I mean, it's highly rewatchable. Some people hate it. Yeah. yeah. You know, they really just despise it. Yeah. They made it? a lot of money, too. Following these people around the woods for what, you know? But, like, why did you like it? Uh, just, like, the hype around it and how everyone, like, at first almost thought it was real. It was almost like the... Um, War of the Worlds thing, like the mm-hmm. radio, that like people just didn't know what was going on, so they just thought it was real, and it was like caused like hysteria, kind of, um, yeah. And then just like the fact that it just like revolutionized the like found footage mm-hmm. whole thing, and like even like Project X is one that was like mm-hmm. found footage, and that's not a horror film, but like. No, I I actually I I tried to get in. There was like an average that like you would like submit a tape to get on. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be one of the party guys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah. that's a, that's a good movie. Yeah. Who did yeah. that one? That's yeah. uh, the guy who did the Hangover, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Todd Phillips did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Which is crazy because it's like so different. So different mm-hmm. from you know. Yeah. I, the, you ever see Due Date? Mm-hmm. I love Due Date. Yeah. Makes, good. makes me feel mm-hmm. good. What about you? Why did you like the Blair Witch? Um, I kind of like that it was like the underdog. You know, like. Mm-hmm. They really didn't think it was a big deal. They started it with like twenty five thousand with a budget, um, and it just kind of like killed the first weekend. Mm-hmm. And then, like gross, we were looking at it made like a crazy amount of money just for a film that you know, like you said, was like three kind of just nobodies that were walking around the forest. And I think when you're watching it, you can like feel like it's possible. I guess yeah, you know, you feel like it's real, mm-hmm. and I, I like that kind of thing because. The movies where you're watching it and you're like, I don't even that that's not even a thing, you know. Yeah. You know what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, like you know what's gonna happen or you know it's not possible and I mean it's just kinda cool how it's like so real, like you feel like you're watching your friends. Kind yeah. Of. So totally. I like that. And I like that it carried over. I was reading that um they a lot of people like thought that they actually did go missing and then um even the the company that bought out the movie purposely kept them away from the media, the three main yeah, stars for smart. a while. I forgot and about that. Their parents were getting like condolence cards. So I That's just great. I like that they really sold the whole thing. Yeah. And then they appeared that year at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. And there was like, oh they're they're, they're real, real people. They're here. 
But yeah, the film itself, though, is just, I mean, that ending sequence is just so mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a shame because, you know, there's the Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, yeah. Yeah. which I don't know why, as you know, a screenplay writer, why would you ever... Like mess with the the genre and then make it into like a real. It was just bad. I didn't even know they had made that. Don't until watch. I was well, actually, up. I heard it was really city. terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. And apparently, there's another version of it because the studio really pushed for the gore. Mm. And like for me, like you know, as a screenplay writer, I think that gore gore is just. I mean, if it's a it's a movie like you know like Evil Dead or something like that, it works. But like if you just put the gore in there, it just it takes away from the really really right. scary. Right aspect yeah. of the film and it's basically when you don't know what's going on yeah. you know like it's not even gross in that movie like there's no. really nothing yeah. gross the about tongue comes it out, it's kind of right? like the tongue comes out and they find she finds it she yeah. freaks out but it's mostly just like mental stuff which is yeah cool. I like when Mike's like I found the cigarettes at the bottom of my pack <laughs> and you know it's just like and yeah. like from what I've read too is like that whole script was uh, all improv mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean like they just basically went around the woods and there'd be notes yeah and you know they would just act upon it and you know I've read stuff that they say that the, a lot of the times they just really felt that it was real you know because mm-hmm. right I mean if you're out in the middle of the woods and you hear like what like rocks hitting trees and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's gonna scare anybody yeah, yeah. kind of like you know? force yourself into thinking it's real mm-hmm. yeah and then recently they released the Blair Witch which I was really hyped about because mm-hmm. the marketing behind it was cool mm-hmm. they it was like a secret movie. Everyone thought it was going to be called The Woods. And then uh, at Comic-Con this year, they were like, no, it's the Blair Witch sequel. You've all been waiting for it. And you saw it, right? Anybody else see it here? No. Yeah, man, what's up with that? You know, like, oh, the drone? Like, yeah. come on. Like, I guess because of where technology is going today. You know? Yeah, but there, there's a better movie in there somewhere. Yeah, it is. It and, is. like, you know, the whole... Uh, I don't want to spoil it for people. But, I mean, it, it, it's worth it. <laughs> Like, I guess if you watch it, like, at home, but if you right. go to the theater, like, you're going to be, you know, yeah. disappointed, you know? Yeah. Funny story about that. I, as, I was telling you guys earlier, like, my wife hates scary movies, so I always go by myself. So, like, I'll go, like, to the last showing. So I went to the Blair Witch at, like, uh, 1010 at the Regal. And you know how, like, you can see the screen now right. where, like, you want to sit? So, like, I pick my seat, and I see somebody else is in the theater with me, and he's, he or she's all the way at the top. And the whole movie, I'm waiting for this person to walk in. And no one ever walked in. <laughs> it was like a really, it was a weird feeling. But um, so yeah, we got the thing. We got the Blair Witch as being all-time classics. If you haven't seen these films, ladies and gentlemen, definitely gotta go check them out. I mean, I recommend both versions of this thing. You know, I mean, the original one too has some horrifying elements. I gotta check out the remake. I haven't seen that one. The nineties or thousands. 2011. 2011. Yeah, was that that recent? Yeah, wasn't that bad. It's got out. Okay. The guy did um, the gift. Yeah. You ever see the gift? Yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. He wrote, produced that whole thing, did it himself. Yeah. Um, you got so, to see more of the thing in 2011. Mm-hmm. Me, you know, and uh, really how that that uh, the mindset of what people was thinking about this alien and how mm-hmm. it appeared or what it like. Um, they really, I think, they did a great job of showing the dynamics of that. Mm-hmm. And the remake in 2011, mm-hmm. and um, actually how these people fought it off, you know, I thought that whole aspect behind that and the camera movements and stuff like that was really dope. To so I'm saying, camera movements are yeah. crucial, man, especially yeah. for scary movies, you know. Right. The Blair Witch, though, I mean, like half the time you're just you're like all you know, but it works, you know. Yeah. Does anybody ever get sick in movies like that? I never got sick, but I actually saw somebody get sick. Mm-hmm. 
um, Paranormal Activity too. Yeah. I guess Those we could make t- me dizzy. Yeah. Um, Those make me real dizzy. So Paranormal Activity came out what two thousand seven. Yep. And that's basically the Blair Witch redone yeah, yeah. with the paranormal aspect behind it. Um, so, so I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it and it's so genius. weird how like Chronicle, yeah, like I did. I did like Cloverfield though because when too. the trailer first came out, nobody knew. Right. Yeah. And I remember. I don't even remember the movie I was going to see. I just kept thinking about that trailer the whole time. <laughs> like, what was that? You know. Right. Uh, I was kind of disappointed today with 10 Cloverfield Lane. I wanted that was it to be more. Not good. I wanted it to be like tied no. in. You know what I mean? Like tied into the universe, yeah. right? You know. But now I, apparently it's like an anthology type thing where it all takes place in this like world of like you know aliens and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I wanted. I wanted Have you so seen bad. Bereavement. Which one? Bereavement. No, I should check that out. Bereavement. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? It's about a boy. You know, age of four or three. He winds up coming up missing and um, no one for decades know where it happened to him so you know all of a sudden you know decades later it's someone that's you know going around killing people and no one can find out who's killing people and actually it was the boy he was uh, kidnapped by this creepy man you know he took him and put him in a pickup truck and I'm probably spoiling it for everybody he put him in a pickup truck and took him away he never saw his parents again and he took it and trained them to be a killer, to eat people oh, wow. and everything. This newer. This came out, I think, around 2009 or 2010. Mm-hmm. So. I'll definitely check that out. There was a TV show recently where some kid dies and they, he comes back and they're not yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. It got canceled, though. Mm-hmm. What's the name was in it from uh, uh, Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah. Uh, What's his I name? I like that guy. Um, That's right. I can't get it. I can't happens. get it. <laughs> So uh, we're going to come to the final closing statements here. So each of us have our own film that we also think that was off limits. In other limits. words, we couldn't put it's it out classic. there for everyone because it's just way too good. Yeah. Please share with the listeners which one you chose. Uh, 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 which one am I doing? You're doing Shine. I'm doing The Shining. I think we all can remember that hallway scene when he's riding on the trike, tricycle. And he turns that corner, and those two little girls are there. Yeah. It's just so classic. And then he looks at them, they look at him, and then they turn all bloody. And then um, Jack Nicholson walking towards the bathtub. Um, him, Terrifying. Him frozen in the maze. It's just, um, it's just all these images that are burned into our consciousness. That's why we had to take it off limits, because it's just one of those movies... We all know where we were when we first saw it. I, I was in my friend's basement. I was in third grade. That's where I saw it. Mm-hmm. And we were scared out of our minds. Um, but just going a little deeper, one thing Stanley Kubrick was really good with was atmosphere. Um, you're never going to hear music as creepy as a Stanley Kubrick film. And Shining is no different, if not one of the best. Um, the slow camera movement panning yeah. in the long shots where you can take in all the scenery, all that adds to this sense of being in the hotel. Overbrook Hotel. What's the name of the real hotel? Does anybody know? Ooh. You can go there, right? You can go yeah. visit, you know? Yeah. I hear it's she actually really nice. There. You were there? <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what uh, was that? I, we didn't see a whole lot. It's uh-huh. on um, Mount Hood in... Um, Colorado. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Colorado, right? Yeah. And... Um, it was just weird. I mean, it was mainly just 
you know, like everyone was just like, "That's the this is the shiny hotel," and it it was just weird because you they, just feel like they filmed the whole thing there, right? There's no sets. In oh, absolutely not. No, they right. shot in London. Wow. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Stanley Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's just um, it was cool though, but I don't like you feel like you're there. It's one of those things where you're like. Mm-hmm. It didn't even happen there, but you're like, my face is cold. Like, yeah. there's something going on. But it was cool. It is a creepy movie. I mean, every time you watch it, you definitely get something new out of it each time, you know? Yeah. And Jack Nicholson, he's just, you know, he kills it. Now, yeah. Stanley Kubrick is notoriously afraid of flying. So he found the hotel he wanted, and then he had it reconstructed in a studio in London. Mm. And that's why they shot it there. It, wow. con- it almost ruined it for me when I found that out, because he really puts you there. So it almost makes you feel like he's way more talented now because you're like, he actually recreated You would never suspect that. Yeah, you would I never suspect it. No idea. You totally buy in. Um, actually, Eyes Wide Shot, we were talking about mm-hmm. entire cityscape recreated in London because really? he hated to fly to the United States. So that house in the main sequence, is that's a set? Yeah. Uh, if it was, it was a B, B crew shooting it. Wow. But as far as the actual nighttime city streets, that's all London. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of places that are open really late in that movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is New York, whatever, but I mean, yeah. the costume shop and everything, it's great yeah. if you've never seen it. Yeah, The Shining, uh, I guess the first time, I saw the shirt first in the early 90s, and I didn't know about the film, but everyone was wearing the shirt of Jack Nicholson, and I saw, I saw it, I think I was like 11 or something like that, and I was just like, oh my God, dude, I'm scared out of my mind. Um, so yeah, The Shining, definitely a classic. Uh, the other one that we're going to talk about before we go is... The namesake, Halloween. Halloween, where do I start with Halloween? I mean, the fact that the mask that you're so scared of is a defect of William Shatner's face from uh, Star Trek. Is everybody aware of that? Yep. William so, Shatner like, that's mask. just, like, when I found that out, my mind was blown. I was like, are you kidding me? It's just a white cast, like, of his face. But, I mean, like, all the scares in it are legit, especially from the opening sequence where the mental patients are running loose in the rain. The, jumping on the car with the, the hand on the glass like I think that was the first movie that ever r- truly truly scared me to the point where I thought he might be real you know the boogeyman's coming to get right. me and then what it spawned how many sequels and like now they're still trying to get another one called uh, Halloween Reborn like I don't know why they would you know like uh, H2O remember that and, yeah. Jody, and then Jody like she like dies on the roof but anybody else have any uh, inside tips like what experiences with Halloween First one, I like Halloween. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like from the 2007 version. Um, that one was okay. Rob Zombie, yeah. yeah. But I like the 1978 one. Sometimes mm-hmm. the original just can't outbeat the original. Um, no. I love the original one. They actually the William Shatner mask. They John Carpenter was saying how he, you know, ne- they needed a. They actually had another mask in mind, mm-hmm. but that one really, you know, was kind of still in the air. I read but. That, yeah. Um, they actually got the William Shatner mask and they opened the eye sockets, they changed the hair, they got rid of the sideburns, and they painted the whole white, um, the, the mask white. And that right there was the Boogeyman mask. Yeah, the, it works too, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hot, you could see that anywhere. It could be out there on campus, you'd see him, you know what I mean? But like, it's also too, it's another film that uses the camera as the POV of him. Mm-hmm. And that's like the same thing with Jaws, you know what I mean? Well, Jaws, the shark wasn't working, so that's why. You get all those right. shots, which is a cool doc, if you've ever seen it. And see, they actually had it, like, uh, Deborah um, Cyrus, I think that's her name, she mm-hmm. um, said that they had somewhere in the contract, you know, where they say, well, when does Michael Myers really die? Well, they have it where he never dies. That's why he keeps coming back. Cause, yeah, I love know, that. he never yeah. dies, so. 
Rob Zombie's ones kind of went off. Like, uh, the second one was really dark. Yeah, that one was a little more, you know, into it. He actually took and stepped on a guy's face and crushed it. Yeah, and then the cow sequence. Is that the second one, right? That was... Um, but yeah, they're supposed to make another. I guess we'll be back again for a, what eighth time or something like that. But I think with the Lori Strode thing, you know, um, after Halloween Resurrection, because they was trying, I guess, to branch off into a different Halloween story. What's the one where they're in the house with the cameras and stuff? That's Buster. Halloween Resurrection. That's what Buster yeah, Rock. Yeah, that yeah. one was okay, but I'm still yeah. I'm used to the Lori Strode, you know. Yeah. But they felt as though they needed to end that particular story. Line, Maybe she just got tired of it and was like, look, just kill me. But that, yeah. that scene was so... Yeah, I think that's what Jamie Lee Curtis um, actually wanted. so bad, though. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. But Halloween so H2O was good. Halloween H2O came out in 98, so that was a good yeah. you know, good movie. Because, you know, she figured she was still in showbiz. She can still get a job. Yeah. So she figured, you know, to, it was coming to that date, you know, 20 years. And she mm-hmm. said Halloween was her first movie. So that, mm-hmm. you know, she wanted to do a 20-year reunion, which I think was really good. So Yeah, and also, uh, I don't know if my fate we talk about this, but uh, The Thing makes an appearance in that film. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. watching it that night, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, they come to get him. But, um, what I don't understand is how Halloween 3 had nothing to do with the Michael Myers storyline. No, that's a whole... We talked Halloween about that before in the podcast. Halloween 4 5 was supposed to be about Laurie Strode's daughter. So, but you realize in Halloween H2O, they mm-hmm. don't even mention her daughter at all. But they did say in Halloween 4 and 5 how... Lois Strode kind of died or whatever, so in Halloween H2O, it kind of had it where she faked her death, and I, I guess that kind of, you know, yeah, combines I know you a mean, little yeah. bit, but really, I don't know, it's just 4 and 5 had nothing to do with the, the whole Lois Strode character. So. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch with the masks, mm-hmm. so that was like mid-80s. In mm-hmm. the 80s, each time they did a third, or, you know, or, uh, you know, second sequel of the third movie, uh, they would do it in 3D and change like the whole uh, mythology. Like Jaws 3D mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Quint and the crew. It takes place at like some sort of like uh, Sea World, and that was in 3D. And then season, then they re- quickly realized, no, we can't do this no more. We got to go back to the you know mm-hmm. the main draw. But um, yeah, we could talk about that for hours, man. But uh, yeah, so that was fun here on the special location podcast. Finding out about a bunch of different horror, horror movies, what people like. We talked about The Thing. We talked about Paranormal Activity. Excuse me, Blair Witch. And um, Shining and Halloween. Um, it's been fun coming here, speaking. Hopefully you guys got a little motivated, you know, to go out and keep kicking ass in the world of creativity. Uh, thank you thank for you, allowing man. me to come back again. Um, yeah. Definitely have to continue on with the, the tradition of uh, sharing ideas. Absolutely. And I uh, wish you guys all a happy Halloween. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode of Bobcast.